Can we be like Annie F. Downs where they just start talking and then. Oh, um, she's like, oh yeah. She always, she's like, I get in trouble because we just start talking and I'm actually recording and people don't know. They don't like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I guess we could do that. I guess we're doing it right now if you want to. Okay. Ready? Three, two. and welcome to another episode of Broadcast His Love. Today we are with my good friend Christine Kidd and we're using video today to look at each other because we're friends <laughs> and we just love each other. It's so much fun. I love you. Christine is the life group coordinator for Echo Life Church and she's gifted in teaching. Okay so we've got Christine on today because she is amazing at this. She takes scripture and then you know how we see the surface of it sometimes Christine's like, no, let's dig into it. Let's, let's really dissect this verse. Let's talk about what God's trying to tell us here. It might not look like what the world sees, you know, like what's on your t-shirt or what's on someone's Instagram post, (laughs) but this is what God's trying to say. And I just love Christine for that. So in a time of uncertainty and where we're just like dying for clarity, you know, like, Hey, what's going on? Um, Christine is bringing God's word. So, Hey, Christine. Hey, Ricky. I am. My kids are done with their schoolwork. They are bribed and downstairs with um, Nintendo Switch and and tablet. So hopefully we can talk without (laughs) without chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I understand. Like everybody's kids are home and we've got our little rugrat home as well. So there might be some air guitar playing happening in the background, but you know, it's fine. We're, hey, we're trying here. But I wanted to start off the podcast by saying, I don't know if many of our listeners will relate to this, but Christine and I are both pregnant and we're in a pandemic together. And how many weeks pregnant are you? I'm 34 weeks. So this is my third pregnancy. Um, I have a son who's about, he's almost seven and a five-year-old daughter. And they both came exactly at 36 weeks, six days, um, medically induced because of just different issues. So um, while I kind of hope to go a little bit longer so we can avoid possible NICU stays or anything like that, um, that's a very real possibility I could go quite early. So yeah. My doctor is being pretty calm about everything, but he's giving me like strict guidelines of what to follow. If you have to go to the store, make sure you strip head to toe, take a shower, um, you know, he's just taking it very seriously and, and being very direct. What are you hearing from your doctor? So from my doctor, I mean, it's partially because this is like my third and I'm at this stage where I obviously care about <laughs> about the baby, but I'm a lot more chill than I was with the first two pregnancies. Okay. Um, so, so when I ask her advice, it's usually about like, what's the hospital, like what are the hospital, um, regulations like how many visitors can I have or like what happens if I get it (laughs) that kind of right fortunately my husband is very cautious and prepared and so he he is being the one that is going to the store for us he's making sure that he's the point of contact for everyone so that me and the kids can just stay inside and 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 be as safe as possible right right I mean have you do you have any friends who are pregnant who have gotten coronavirus I haven't I have not, um, fortunately. Yes. I have a other friends who um who are pregnant during this as well, but um one of them, her husband is a 
doctor, like a hospitalist doctor, but fortunately he doesn't have to deal with coronavirus patients. Okay. There, I'm sure there's sons out there who, who do, but I'm very right. blessed that none of my friends have had it so far. Okay. That's good. You are a gifted teacher. And in, in times when, um, you know, people are concerned and they want to hear the truth. They want to hear God's word because it does bring hope. God's word does bring hope and confidence. And, um, if you choose Jesus in return, it's, it's life-giving. And so yeah. in our small, Christine is the, um, leader of our small group as well. This weekly girls group. It's awesome. Great community to be a part of. Um, man, I just love small groups. So anyway, I don't want to get on a high horse about how great small groups are. I do want to yes. talk about the word hope. Do you mind just telling us like what you talked about, what you taught, and what were some of the revelations from that that you enjoyed from learning? For sure. So for first of all, like our study has been over emotions. Um, it's a Jenny Allen study called stuck and we started it in february before everything happened and when things started happening the emotions that we were studying were just so appropriate like we started with overwhelmed and then um scared and then sadness when we did that because we had so many extra weeks we would do the actual study for one week and then we would take the next week to really dive deeper and that's where what you're talking about ricky is is those deeper like bible um, hope homework passages that I did. Right. And so, um, so yeah, so we talked about hope on the week that we also talked about sadness. Um, and really I feel like hope can be spread out throughout all of the study because that's really what we have to turn to with all of these kind of emotions is, is our hope. Right. So, um, I, I feel like in our culture today, when we're saying hope, it's like a wishful thinking. I really hope this virus goes away soon. I really hope things go back, um, you know, to normal, that kind of thing. But when we're studying the Bible, it's more of a definition of an uh, confident expectation. So, so our hope would um, obviously need to be in what God's promised and, and, and his um, salvation that he's giving us. And in this study, she talks about how our hope should always be the kingdom of God and, and the future. And that is totally true. But I also think that God's kingdom and his goodness and all of that can be here as well. It's yeah. both to come and right now. Um, and that's how Jesus kind of taught it as well. Some of the verses, I mean, I had, I don't know, probably like 20 Bible verses on there just about yes. hope, but one the ones that really, um, that I enjoyed kind of ties it along with faith. Cause I feel like, like you can't have faith without that kind of hope. Um, and what God says is going to happen is going to happen and, um, that he is true. So in Hebrews 10 verse 23, um, the writer of Hebrews is saying, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promise. And I, that's one of the verses that I feel like, we could all cling to right now because even though there's chaos and there's complete uncertainty and it feels like the whole world is falling apart, there's one thing we can definitely count on and that's God is going to keep his promise. He's going to stay true to who he says he is. And it continues, which I love the next couple verses. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. 
and let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage, and of course, nowadays we'd have to do it virtually, but that's okay. Yeah. But encourage one another, <laughs> especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That's good. Um, I mean, I feel like, especially at the start of this, there was so much panic and so much uncertainty. And it's so easy for, for everyone to kind of withdraw into themselves. And that's natural. Like that's natural. And there's some people who are still right there and and that's understandable, but I definitely, that was one of the things that, that I did and, and that our church has done as well um, is to reach out to each of the people in our groups and really see how they're doing and not just like, you know, if you want to talk here I am, but like, how can I help you? How can I pray for you? How are you really doing? And for most people that was, I, I would hope encouraging. And some people are still like stuck in that um, withdrawal state where they just aren't ready for that yet. But encouragement is so needed right now for everyone, for, for the leaders, for people who are working, for people who aren't working, who are pregnant, who aren't, um, have family that are sick. And that doesn't have to be much. It can just be a check-in, like, sincere, like, how's everything going? Have people reached out to you more? Kind of describe your community for us. Sure. Um, so we have our small group of, of ladies, right. which is awesome. That really is life-giving. Like, every Wednesday, you don't feel like you're in, like, like there's a little bit of normalcy there to be able to see your people and okay. talk with them. Yeah. What's some more scripture that's been helping you through this time? Maybe that's scripture that's in your journal or just scripture that's really been on your heart. So I wrote a list for you. I love it. Like (laughs) with Christine, you're never going to get one Bible verse. You're going to (laughs) get several. I know. I thought of, oh my gosh, what's one verse that's affected me? And I'm like, I don't even know. There's so many. Why do you do that? I'm curious. Like, I, I do want to know. Why do you, why do so many scriptures come to your mind, you think? For some reason, God's just given me, like, a desire for his word. Okay. And that started early. Um, I grew up um, to, to a very, like, devoted Christian family. They're Southern Baptist, and Southern Baptists, like, love their, their Bible. Yeah. And so that was always in my family. So we've always they helped raise me to, to want to read the Bible or they gave me like a daily Bible to read in high school. But when I started a real relationship with Christ and started really pursuing him and having, it wasn't just a duty and it wasn't just religion. It was um, a relationship. That's when he just put a love for his word in, into me. Um, And I've, (laughs) I, to the point where in, um, I think it was like my freshman year of high school. I was obsessed with it, which is great. But um, yeah. I had access to like a die cut, you know, like where you can make different shapes with paper. Okay. And so I die cutted all these like retro like flowers. And then I printed all the scripture and pasted them on like all these flowers. Yes. And I had- <laughs> I was, someone was like, you must have been real popular. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. But I, I posted like my whole room was covered in scripture. And so um, those were some very sweet years where I was new and I was growing and I was growing deeper and I would spend like so much time in prayer and I would run to the wall and like find a scripture that like would God would bring to mind and I could pray over and find hope in. Um, yes. And I'll be like that, 
was wonderful, but that didn't last, unfortunately. I still have that passion, but I don't, I don't have that practice anymore <laughs> of having it all. Man, I just feel like the work that you've done in the past has led you to where you are as far as teaching. So do you have any um, more encouragement for us during this season about how hope has changed or molded your life and just your thought process through facing coronavirus and just the newness of every day? Yeah, there's some, ver- I'm going to tie this back to the other thing we talked about, like of, of the verses that were giving me hope and that I can cling to. And one of them is Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. And it's telling, Jeremiah is telling them like, they're going to be there for 70 years. It's not going to be good. And um, God says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I know we're not quite in the same, like we're not being exiled to a different country, but we're still in this huge crisis. And I feel like God is still saying like, yes, I still have good plans for you. I am here. Like if you look for me, I will be found by you. I'm not hiding. I want you to use this time to, to seek after me. So that's one of the verses that I, Loved. So in Esther, um, Mordecai is saying to her, like trying to encourage her to go to the king and advocate for the Jews. And he says, who knows if perhaps you were made queen for just such a time as this. And this is such a historic time that we're living in. I keep thinking about that. Like I can't get that out of my mind that we are living in such historic times. And it's not a coincidence that we are living in that it is us living in these times. Like God has a plan. He's going to use every bit of this. Yes. And so I keep thinking like, how, how does that uh, affect me? Like, how can I be used for such a time as this? Okay. Uh, and so definitely with my kids, definitely with pouring into people that I know, but that's just an encouragement for me not to shrink back and not to go on autopilot, but to keep pushing forward and, looking to God, um, being expectant of him. Yes. Keep going, girl. This is good. Her story is really interesting because she is, um, she ends up marrying one of the Kings of Babylon, um, after the Jews, Jews are exiled there. And he is not like this great King because he kicks out his wife for not cooperating, um, for him, for not coming and showing off to his friends. And so um, he looks for a new wife and she happens to be chosen. She's very beautiful. And God, I think obviously gave favor to her to be chosen. So at the same side story, there's an advisor who is like second to the king and he gets jealous of this man who happens to be her cousin, Mordecai, um, who raised her like a father. And he gets jealous of him for many different reasons, but he eventually tries to set him up to kill him by having all the Jews killed at this certain date on a certain time and having it sealed by the king. He didn't know that Esther was related to him. And so when Mordecai found out about the plot, he went to Esther and that's where that verse comes from. Yes. She knows like from the other queen's experience that you can't just do what you like. It's like, it's very patriarchal. Like he is, he is absolute king. 
Like you can't just come in his presence without being summoned. You can't do as you like. And so she's terrified to, to go to him and plead for her people. And so Mordecai's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like if you don't act, who says that you're even going to be safe? That's why God has made you queen. Like that's for such a time as this. And so she does, she gets up, um, works up the um, courage and goes to the king. Everything works out. And eventually the bad guys um, defeated <laughs> and the Jews are saved. So it's a really cool story. Yeah, um, that is amazing. Yeah, it's interesting because um, we it's so easy to just think of these as like fairy tales, but this really happened. So yeah, what would really you do happened. in that situation? Yeah. Exactly. Two, is, is there sure. anything else that you'd like to share with us to en- encourage, I guess, or just tell us what you're walking through in this time? Um, just kind of like what we've already talked about a little bit. I, it's not by accident where we're in this generation. It's not by accident that we have to go through this. Um, I don't know why we're experiencing it. I mean, we could, you know, do conspiracy theories or talk about what God could be doing, but Ooh. <laughs> why, <laughs> right? Regardless of why, why God, you know, it's definitely a blessing because I feel like in some ways yes. it's it's taking away those idols that we are clinging to so tightly. Mm. Um, <laughs> looks so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I know we're, uh, we're on video chat and I, I, yeah, I'm like, it's a blessing. And then all of a sudden like a kick to the rib cage, it's fine. <laughs> but anyway, continue. So it's such a blessing. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. It is such a blessing. Okay. It is a blessing. No. Um, and that's like, that's a hard thing to say because I mean, obviously I'm not sick. I don't have family that are sick, but, um, I feel like God uses every, especially the bad things, not saying that he causes them necessarily, but he definitely uses them to help us. I just keep going back to the fact that like God is completely in control and none of this is a surprise to him where we are. Isn't a surprise like with a pregnancy, I know you talked about the beginning, um, I feel, I especially feel for those who are newly, like this is their first pregnancy. Um, for me though, um, I'm not worried about, about it as far, like, even if I get it, I'm not, even if the worst happens, because I feel like God has definitely orchestrated this baby to come at this time. That's amazing. Uh, over the summer, this past summer, I had a miscarriage. And so I remember being like, why? Like this timing for, was not my timing. <laughs> like the other, you know, the other timing would have been better and yada, yada, yada. But right. um, this is what he's chosen and this is going to work out and it's going to be great. And I trust him. So I try to be encouraging to our small group with that. Yes. Um, yeah. It took about four months for Riley and I to get pregnant with this one. And mm. I was thinking about it the other day, like four months earlier, if we would have had this baby four months earlier, I feel like we would have been a lot better off. God, what, what are you doing? But what you said is beautiful. You know, talking about God's timing, Mm -hmm. his timing is good. His timing is perfect. And it, you know, it may not be the way we want it, but it's the way that he wants it. So yeah. How are we using this time? How are we spending time in community? Even if we're not together? Um, yeah. how are we having hope and, and using this time to our advantage mm-hmm. and 
that sounds kind of worldly when I say to our advantage, but you know, to get closer to him or. Yeah. And I think here we can, um, one of the things that I really focused on a lot initially, especially with our small group was, um, our thought, like our thought life and how we can focus so easily on like these toxic thought spirals, whether it's fear or whether it's anger or even sadness. And we can kind of get lost in our emotions. Um, but one of the things I've been learning is, is to catch those thoughts. Is it second Corinthians 10, five, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Yes. How, what does that mean to you? That our thoughts can definitely control our emotions and how we think, obviously our beliefs. And so if we are believing in lies or if we're believing, like if we're going off on this anger trail, um, we have to take that thought and have to ask, is this true? Right. Like, is what I'm believing right now, is this, is this God's truth? For example, like being, like if I have a, an argument with my husband or something. Right. Or with a friend. And you know how like your thoughts can go crazy and you can think, oh, he thinks this. And this is why he said this and yada, yada, yada. Right. Right. Like stopping and you're asking like, okay, what? First of all, I guess, what am I believing? That's that's the very first question. What am I believing? And then the second question is, what does God say about it? Like, is this truth or not? Okay. So I've definitely been practicing this before the pandemic, but with everything going on, it's a must practice. Like, it's it helps so much when you get in a funk, whether it is you're scared or whether it's you're angry at people for not responding how you think they should or whether um, you're just overwhelmed with what you think is important or what you think should be happening or whatever, it's good. Or with your children for not listening to you. Like, <laughs> stop. <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, what am I believing? So like with my kids, I might be believing that they don't care about me because they're not listening to me. That's not true. Okay. Right. So then I have to like stop and be like, okay, God, what is the truth? Mm-hmm. And that does take a little bit, obviously, like, being in the word, being in the scripture will help you with that. But also learning how to hear God and kind of feel the Holy Spirit's promptings um, will also help with that. And so that is definitely um, something that I've, that's helped me quite a bit. And I would encourage those um, who haven't heard of this um, to check out the book, Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. Yes. You're letting yeah. me borrow it and I'm reading it. <laughs> yes, but why do you like this book? I'm reading it right now. Why do you like this book? Um, because it talks exactly about that. And I actually learned about this kind of method before her. Um, so I, I learned about it through a type of prayer called Sozo with um, Bethel Ministries practices. It's okay. like a trans- transformative kind of prayer um, where you where you look for those strongholds of, of lies that you've been believing and then you... Um, give it to God and you accept the truth that he has for you. Mm-hmm. Um, for those who maybe grew up more conservative, like I did, uh, Jenny Allen's book is a little bit easier to grasp and it's okay. easier to, it's not as, as kind of weird sounding, I guess. Not yeah. that Bethel's weird, but it's definitely, 
more charismatic. Um, well, and so, she teaches it. She, she's really teaching yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I definitely recommend it. And she gives some good like little study guides too, um, yeah. to help you with those capturing the thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it talks about stress and frustration and anger. Why are you feeling this? It goes into psychology and scientists and research and basically the premise is neuroplasticity, which is changing our thought patterns, which is a, a scientific thing. Right. And I want to uh, reread second Corinthians 10 five, where it says we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. And so I just wanted to add this nugget in there. Like we take captive every thought as a believer, <laughs> you're given self-control from the fruits of the spirit. So like right. you have been given the ability to take captive of every thought. So if, you know, if you think that you can't, or you're not able to at this time, <laughs> for those of you who cannot use the word can't, um, you, you are, you're able to take captive every thought, uh, call on the name of the Lord and, and, you know, mm -hmm. and demolish the arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Like, that's so beautiful. I love it so much. I love that. Uh, we're wrapping this up with second Corinthians 10, five, and we do have the printout available in the notes of this podcast. Just scroll down below and, uh, you'll be able to open it up and take a screenshot of it on your cell phone or take a screenshot of it on your computer or your tablet or whatever devices there are out there. I don't, Christine and I are moms now, so we're not cool. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> However you kids get those devices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, well, I love you and we're going to be praying for you. And is there a way that we can connect with you and just uh, follow your journey and be praying for you through the delivery of your third baby. I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So Instagram, Christine, at Christine Kidd. Okay, yes. Christine Kidd. And it's two Ds in your last name. I love it. Yes. Such a cool mm -hmm. last name. Hello, I'm Mrs. Kidd. Okay, <laughs> you guys rock. Christine, you rock. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for your time. And um, thank you for this printout. You are a gifted teacher. So thank you for your time. Thank you. Lord, I just ask that from Christine's position, from the position that you have all of us in right now, Lord, I ask that we decrease and you increase. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening. And as we always say, if you could share this with your friends and family, who you think would be interested in this, who would be encouraged by this, please send it to them. We are not here uh, to broadcast what we have to say, but we are here to broadcast what God has to say. And Christine painted that picture beautifully. So you all have a great week. We'll see you here next week. We're doing every week right now. We're just rolling with it, you guys. We're making it happen. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening.